There's a great and a bloody fight around this whole world tonight. In the battle, the bombs and shrapnel rain. Hitler told the world around he would tear our union down. But our union's gonna break them slavery chains. And our union's gonna break them slavery chains. Hello and welcome back to our podcast, the fanfic with fanfic that self is a synthesis of followed poppy movie post-apocalyptic wasteland and my little pony papa show about pastel horses. Hi, I'm fine. I'm joined once again with my co-host Weird. Say hello, Weird. Uh, yeah. Um, Liberté, Galate, Fraternité, uh, attack the gods on top of their thrones. Uh, all lives can't matter until black lives do. How you been doing, Fi? It's been an entire week. Uh, um... This is we're on we're on the three of the countdown. We are on the we are actually so so we are going to be doing a two part of this one because the first part of this was so boring and so short that I had to do both. So you're getting a double bill this time this week, folks, uh, and that means uh, also, that we are on the. A, oh, I almost given to understand. There's a content warning. Uh, yes, I'm going to give a content warning in a second, but I just wanted to say that this is our penultimate chapter it's not our last episode but it is the uh, and not even the last episode where we'll be talking about this specifically but it is the penultimate chapter after this is the final chapter of the of the material and then after that is the epilogue which will be probably relatively short and we'll probably have as a half episode yeah we can you know what i think it's appropriate that we include the just just have the epilogue uh as 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 uh as a component of our of our wrap episode of our like discussion of the the work as a whole. Anywho, uh, so yeah, I wanted to give a major, major, major content warning for this for this episode. This episode includes, in the words, and weird, don't yell too loud about this one. In the words of the author, author's warning: there is a consensual sex scene between a minor and an adult in this chapter. The author does not condone this behavior in real life. This scene will be flagged for individuals wishing to skip uh, said material. The author apologizes a lack of this warning offended people earlier. So I'm going to I'm going to give a much bigger content warning that if you are not comfortable with the with the subject material that we're going to be discussing uh, midway through this episode, I would highly recommend skipping this entire episode because I would honestly say it's not worth it if you are purposely like purposely uh, personally disturbed by the events that we'll be talking about um, because I certainly was and I had to read it. Uh, so we here at the Fanfic Fanfic uh, Podcast believe in self-care and, and treating yourself correctly. So if you're the, the, the kind of person who can't handle this sort of stuff and I respect that you can't, I would recommend not listening to this chapter, this episode entirely. Um, anyways, without that out the way though, weird, you should tell us what happened last week. What? Sorry, I hear the terrible pipes at the center of the universe lulling <laughs> <laughs> as thoth into uh in, in into stupor as uh do you smell that is that toast or the color blue i'm smelling <laughs> and just... oh i am not looking forward to this uh but i also can't filibuster uh we're we're on a tight recording schedule today uh uh, uh, uh talked to a, a moon god named tom a lot of confusing nonsense about will we, won't we, should we, shouldn't we fire a fourth of the moon's mass at the Earth? Uh, how good an idea is, is that, does that seem? I honestly don't remember past that. Like, um, oh, 21 died. 
Uh, turns out he had a cutie mark that sort of represents the entire opposite of, of everything about his character uh, displayed on the screen. We, uh, like, I, I, I sort of crystallized in my mind that there's there's basically three 21s <laughs> that, that have come up in this podcast. There's the 21 that Somber thinks he wrote, seemingly, like, as evidenced by that cutie mark. Uh, the 21 Somber actually wrote, and then the, the 21 we wrote. <laughs> Uh, and the difference between those things being, like, the 21 Somber actually wrote is this, like, deeply um, depressing figure, this, this sort of tragic... Right, we don't have a ton of time to... Free, but didn't... Okay. To ramble uh, about this, anyway, sorry. Yeah, 21's dead. Uh, good. Um, uh, Blackjack and... Um, What's her face? Twenty-one's uh, kid are are on a, a moon rocket return trip to Earth, um, having accomplished I'm not sure what on the moon. Nothing. They killed Cognitum. That's it. All um, right. Uh, who had been so plan? thoroughly defanged from like the plot that they no longer had any relevance, and therefore like their victory was hollow. Also, Blackjack turned into a magical girl. She like. And she has, like, yeah, um, uh, armor with a bunch of, like, circuits on it, and we're told it's bioorganic, uh, biomechanical. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, Cognitum was, was turned into, uh, Dawn 2.0. Uh, he got, he got too, too lusty for devaluing Dawn as an antagonist, uh, and so, uh, had to, had to, had to, uh, devalue a character that was basically framed as Shodan or a god, uh, down into dawn again oh well um so yeah um primary antagonist defeated ill-defined satan uh now we gotta go fight satan in a nondescript way i like was there anything established for how they how they Planned like doing that planned or hope to accomplish that like not a damn clue i don't even remember to be entirely honest like i'm assuming it's to throw the rock in a very specific kind of way maybe i don't know I don't think Blackjack even has a plan here. It's just kind of like winging it until they survive and win. But but yeah, we we found out that the Eater of Souls is is basically just Satan. Uh, the zebras are uh, entirely at fault for all the wrong in the world, and uh, and I guess culturally and perhaps even genetically perpetuate that wrong. Yeah, Blackjack is. Uh, uh, for once, like a lot of people make shitty Christ analogs, but like no, this is yeah, this is pretty consistent with um, <laughs> a lot of uh, uh, main branches of Christianity that like she is the the absolver. Uh, nobody else had nobody in the universe has agency but Christ. Uh, you can only choose uh, yes Saddam, no Saddam. <laughs> uh, 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 you're you're either in favor of Christ or you're not, and that's the only decision. Uh, mere mortals get to make, which is very in keeping, yeah, with the with this entire story. Like suddenly, suddenly, a lot of things make sense now. Like I've, you you keep telling me that Somber says that uh, uh, Blackjack is a is a Christ analog, and I didn't see it until now. Uh, hallelujah! Yeah, yeah, my eyes are open. Yeah, yeah, I cannot close them. Uh, yeah, yeah, darkness take me. Yeah, yeah, I am cursed with awareness forever. Um. But yeah, that was what happened last week. So, I guess I get to talk now. And I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, chapter 75, To the Last, which is a stupid title. Because, um, you know, it's a reference to, to Moby Dick. Um, and, like, 
The problem with that, though, is, like, I don't want to go too much into the theming of this kind of stuff, but, like, I hate when people do stuff like that where, like, they just think it's a cool thing that sounds cool and it's a literary reference, but, like, not actually, like, taking any of the meaning behind it um, or, like, any of the, like, meaning behind the source material. Because it's not as if, like, it's not as if, like, Blackjack or anybody else is facing down an implacable foe that is a personification of, like, the void and, and, uh, and the devil itself. I mean, there, there's the Eater of Souls, but, like, no one's directly interact. Like, no one has a vendetta against the Eater of Souls, I guess is what I'm getting at. So this scene is stupid. Or this this, this title is stupid. Cool. Uh, Blackjack spends an entire chapter grieving about 21's death, the same way that she grieved about Glory's death. Like Jesus two- Christ. Yes, it's an entire chapter of this again. We're literally redoing uh, Apogee, like, the, like, two chapters ago, again. But backwards, instead of going to the moon, they're going away from the moon, but literally exact same things happening. But this time, because they have they have Blackjack's clone body and Blackjack's clone body has the like mutation that lets her like be psychic. So Blackjack is looking into her own head to like use it as a as a perceptron. There's a very, very minor amount of dialogue about the idea that like Blackjack is now Blackjack's soul has fused with the soul of Princess Luna, so she's like, she very minorly contemplates, like, where does one end and the other begin, but the problem with that is that, like, the story is so loosey-goosey with the way that its 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 metaphysics work. Like, it presents the idea that memories and souls are different things all the time in this fucking story. Because you can extract the memories out of a, like, using a memory out of someone's brain, but that leaves their soul intact and vice versa. But now, like, there's all this contemplation about, like, how much of Luna is infecting her with her own soul and memories, which shouldn't be working at all. Like, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, which which defies everything we've ever talked about in this story and complained about because it's been lame that that sort of stuff hasn't been happening with all the characters that that's relevant before. Uh, Namely, you know, Rampage and um, Lacuna, like, whose entire fucking ethos would be much improved by by that kind of consideration, but a little late now. <laughs> Coming around to the end, and anyway. Yeah, it's a real mess. Uh, I, I do, do want to make one in, uh, quick note that it uh, it's interesting to me that, like, Somber conceives of memories and souls being um, completely distinct uh, concepts, uh, uh, I guess, entities, uh, components of a, of a personhood, but uh, body modification. Now that degrades the soul. Yeah, obviously. Well, it does essence drain. That's why. I, I I don't know. I make I make a deal about how much it's like Shadowrun because it's so like it's so inarticulate. Like it's such it's ripping off something without any consideration of why that would be like a clumsy thing to rip off. But here we are. <clears throat> okay, so uh, yeah, so Scotch now hates Blackjack is basically the the sum of this chapter. So, uh, Scotch is adequately grieving. Okay, it's another one of those things where it's like, the story doesn't do a good job of showcasing off grief, but, like, I can I can still be on people's side despite that. Like, Scotch has every right, right to be kind of mad at Blackjack, even if it's not, like, reasonable <clears throat> that she's mad at her, but it's just because, like, you know, grief does things to people's heads, and it's a lot of, like, misplaced anger towards Blackjack because she needs somebody to blame for, for her father's death. And I can kind of grok that. The thing I can't grok about this chapter, though, is how, like, 
the bastard is here too. He's he's our other member of the story, and how he oh. like, <laughs> and how he fits like effortlessly into the moralizer role. Uh, like the thing is, is that like in the, I've talked about this. I talked about this before with the toaster. How like I I like the toaster is awful, but I like the toaster because he's just a more honest version of all the other characters in the story. And the bastard feels that way to me as well. He's just a more honest version of Blackjack because he's more like morally bleak and he's he's philosophically dead. Like he's the he's the kind of like mewling like phil uh, like philosophy one hundred one kid who like rambles on about how nothing matters and everything's meaningless and we're all gonna die uh so why does anything matter at all uh and which is which is infantile because like an, an adult uh confronts that realization and uh tries to imagine sisyphus happy <laughs> like the the, the 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 real work of philosophy the 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 real way you fucking flex and demonstrate your smirtness is 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 actually examining and coming to terms with like then then why do you like you are helpless but to care about stuff <laughs> and so you know what are you gonna do about it but yeah and, and he just he just sucks like just entirely because he's just he's just a replacement for 21 essentially like he does all the things 21 does he's just bleaker about it and it just really just comes to mind how like somber has no capacity to write character voice at all. Um, so everyone just immediately sounds exactly like every other character. Um, but I'm going to go down a list of highlights of a bunch of things happening because <coughs> a lot of this chapter is Blackjack not being able to he- handle her relationship with Scotch. So she just keeps like retreating into um, into the memories of the war happening. And since like the war is just boring as all get out, like it just just is. Uh, so here's here is some various highlights. Uh Goldenblood gets kidnapped by the Legate after having a long ramble about how, like, how this whole thing's going to go down because, like, Tom falls out of the sky and, like, it's like it looks like it's going to hit the the the, um, the city and then it like loops around because it's in this complicated patterns that it'll loop around the sun and the moon multiple times, which like somehow makes it more powerful and faster. Like, it makes it go faster because it's how velocity works in space, but like. It's also supposed to be building up power, which is something that, like, we don't, like, how is it doing that? Like, this is, like, the the metaphysics of that has never really been, like, properly explained, and this is not really the kind of setting where, like, like, metaphysical celestial bodies have power that way, or at least they haven't been up to this point. Like, it's always been very literal and physical. I'm fine with it, most mostly because I'm I'm, like, hearing in my head, like, the half, a half-remembered, um... Uh, stand-up bit about so uh, how does man fly faster like what does that mean for like how, do, how does man do that like does he does he clench his butt cheeks does he like like what what sort of like flex does superman have to do that that that, that makes his his flight be more flight uh so i, I guess it's the same logic is that the well magic like moon vol- rock is 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 squeezing its its magic gland. It's well, like things go like because like 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 the velocity thing makes sense. It's just it just it's just there's no like it, the line it gets more powerful just really stuck out to me is this like how how is it getting stronger? Um, because there's no explanation. Like there's been no establishment of how like 
whatever. It's it's just it's playing it's loose. The with the shui. Rules it's the 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 parabola arc is uh is 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 a vast rune. I don't care. <laughs> it it um, make, makes as much sense as anything. I mean, sure. I I just mean like it's just it's just another one yeah. of those things of like it's. You need to establish your rules of your setting to make something like that seem cool. Ugh, fucking Psalm and her fucking stupid relationship we don't care about. Where she's, like, talking about how she's a coward and she's afraid and she doesn't want to kill. But she's also in love with, uh, fucking, uh, Senator, uh, not Senator, uh, uh Major Armstrong, um, over there. Um, and th- there's just, it's just a, it's a bunch of just meaningless no one cares because Sam isn't like in the first place so we don't care about this relationship and we don't care about the marauders so like nothing about her her having like a weird love interest thing and her being not wanting to kill again and then like crumpets kind of having to like die for the sake of her surviving just none of this matters i'm just going through the motions at this point but yeah crumpets dies uh then we flip over to, to chapel where like the uh, the tiny murder babies are uh, are pinned down and are running out of ammo. And there's this like really long scene of like it's because it's all through Charity's perspective, and she's like yelling at people, and she's gotten like even more like flanderized at just be about money to the point where she's like yelling at people that like dying is a taxable offense and stuff like that, which like would come across as cute if she wasn't like the worst character in the story. Um, but we get one glimmer of light where she's like, uh, you know, she's she's trying to hold this location. Then a bunch of scavengers descend on her, beat her up, and steal all her ammo, which is like meant to come, <laughs> which is meant which is meant to like come across as like all hope is lost um, and and society's completely <laughs> broken down. But I fucking clapped when this happened. Um. <laughs> You love to see it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> finally. Finally, this little brat gets some comeuppance. Uh, the inevitable happened. <laughs> it's stuff like this is so funny because of, like, the, the fucking bastard character and, like, uh, and, and shit of, like, I'm given to understand based on your retelling, your, your recounting of this shit to me, that he's just so constantly, like, Oh man, my story's so gritty and real. Uh, takes these 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 uh, pastel ponies and puts them in a real context with real stakes. That's why there's all the rape. Yeah, I I, I have my characters rape and get raped because I'm hard and realistic. And meanwhile, <laughs> you have capitalism fully. Uh, uh, capitalism full, like, finally being mugged, uh, yeah. at, at long last, uh, at long last, um, but yeah, they, they, like, hang out in the chapel And this is, this is, like, considered, like, the, the, like, this, a sign that, like, oh, things are really going downhill now, the, the, the last vestiges of, of civil society are collapsed, like, they violated the nap, but anyways, uh, we got a one-two combo of suck, though. Because they they fight in chapel for a while, and then, like, Deus in tank form shows up uh, to save them, uh, which sucks and is bad. Because he, like, there's this weird thing where, like, yeah, because he can't talk, so he's, like, struggling to try and use a vocalizer to communicate with with, uh, Charity to, like, 
get to somewhere safe uh, while he's fighting fighting tanks and stuff. And it's this like it's supposed to be this big heroic moment of like of of like you know of the heavy uh, blasting uh, a bunch of other a bunch of other tanks and getting like ripped to shreds and and dying a hero and uh, it's ultra saccharine and like charity's like like it's it's uh, he's like uh, his he vocalizes his last words as I used to be a good pony and and charity is like no you are a good pony and then he like. Both of those things are untrue. <laughs> Both of those things are demonstrably untrue. Um, and, like, honestly, the narration coming from Blackjack is, like, he died a hero. And we're supposed to be saluting and clapping and crying this whole time. And it's just like, boy, you really like to pretend that Deus isn't a rapist. Like, yeah. Uh, sayonara, uh, you crazy rape cowboy. Um... <laughs> Worse. Uh, fuck off, Herbie the rape bug. I hate how much sto- how much the story puts so much emphasis on like parenthood as being like an an innate good, uh, because it's so what what a lot of the framing of Deus is like redemptive arc is is that like well he was doing all of his things because he had a child, uh, and that child turned to be rampage, and that's why he did all his things for her, and it's like I don't care. That doesn't make him a good person. He's still a rapist. <laughs> An unrepentant one, like one who like has never confronted like his his own actions. Well, that's that's disavowal, though, right? It's 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 not. You'd never apologize for 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 being a rapist. It just people just forgive you because they get tired of being mad at you. Uh, you're never ever sorry. You just you know people just forget that that's the thing you did because you have some you have some set of skills or abilities that people value over the fact that you committed this that heinous act. Uh, but yeah, um, also Spoon dies, and that's sad and stupid. Uh, because yeah, the, the heist crew is, like, going out and they need to, like, kill some evil reactor. Uh, and, and Silver Spoon, the, like, that glowing ghoul is, like, her plan is to blow it up using her own, like, s- glowing ghouls can self-immolate if they, like, are exposed to too much radiation. It doesn't, like, hurt them, but because in the situation of what it is, it'll blow up the reactor and, like, kill them that way. And, like, I don't know, I'm on the fence about this, because on the one hand, like, I hate these kinds of scenes because they're so contrived to kill off a character that I don't care. But at the same time, her, like, her death throes being, like, being immolated in white reactor light and her seeing her, like, dead friend who she's been looking for this entire time in her last moments is kind of, like, sort of sweet. Like, if the setting didn't have so much about souls in it, it would be a kind of interesting, like, it would be cool to kind of have this sort of scene on its face just because of, like, it's, you know, it's unclear. It's like, she, is she just being immolated in fire and this is the last moments of her? Or is she really seeing an afterlife? But we know there's an afterlife. It's a fucking, it's a Jack Kirby space painting. Like, so it, a lot of the mystery is robbed from this scene, which kind of yeah, sucks. It's, dude, there is, there is... A, a near zero percent chance that's just the last gasps of a dying brain. It's she she is indeed going to the orb force. I mean that's not always a bad thing. Like I'm I'm now a fan of Demon Slayer, and it relies heavily on ghosts. Like ghosts are made, like like every fight has has a has has a very ghost heavy epilogue. Yeah, we got a mosey. Uh, Candlewick almost dies. He like kind of turns into a Super Saiyan. Because he drinks the same like the same potion that uh, suicide juice that yeah uh, that Big Horace Daddy drank yeah 
because they need to kill like so like the the what the like the clone like the the, the clone bodies have been coming out of that like cloning tree that they uh that they experienced really early on but it's like a super massive one and uh, again i'll give props to this like i did last time that like the the giant golden tree being this like being a cloning technology is super crazy and alien and the kind of thing i would like to see more of in this sort of setting and specifically this this story yeah i wonder who came up with it it was that's uh, that's some good thinking. Um, whoever Somber cribbed that from, whatever message board they ripped it off of. And I, I honestly don't care if by some fluke that's one of the few things that is a Somber original. Like Somber doesn't get any any credit anymore. Like I'm, I no charity. I'm, I'm beyond. The... But uh, yeah. Anyways, Candle drinks the juice. And it like apparently is like reactive based off your skill set. So he could, it gives him super flame powers. Okay. Um, well, like, okay, it's as goofy as it is. This is one of those things where it's like, if you're in the right state of mind, which I'm, I guess I am. I think it's no, super cool. The concept of like, it's like okay, so it's reactive to I guess something about about like an eternal element of you. And since Candlewick is all about fire and and, and overcoming fire uh, and terrified of being burned, the idea that he's like burning so hot from the inside out that like his like. Because he's wearing like firefighter gear, because it's part of like the yeah. boy's aesthetic. That the like the, the the turnout coat is starting to emulate from the intense heat that is parading off of uh, off of Candlewick is goofy, but also super cool as an image to me. Yeah, it's weird to articulate, but I meant that as a uh, not as a dismissive whatever, but as a a, a sincere whatever. Like no, like. Um, uh, there's, there's, there's a couple things, like, I actually kind of like that idea of the, like, super juice that, like, uh, uh, keys off of something innate to the, the consumer. It's a, it's an idea that came up in, of all things, the, like, 80s Swamp Thing movie, and it's sort of hinted at, um, in, like, the, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe uh like that's that seems to be how the super soldier serum works is that like only turn steve rogers into it into like a, a super like it steve rogers is the only guy that just became a super guy everybody else's turns into some sort of freak like the hulk is a result of the super soldier serum and uh red skull and it's not necessarily because their serums were bad or like off formula it's just because that's what they were inside but yeah so him turning into a giant ball of white fire is really cool and them having to pull him, like, it's really his friends and his, and his like, like romantic interest having to, like, pull him away from the edge is pretty cool. All the while that, like, Toaster, who is, like, kind of his entire philosophy is is, is burning out uh, 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 like that, like, hates that they did this. And then he, like, kind of turns on all of them and then they, 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 they kill him and yay, Toaster's dead. <clears throat> it's a small victory, but I'll take it. Uh, anyways, uh, then we flip over to Rainbow Dash. Uh, who, uh, boy, her, like, there's a lot of bad things in the setting, but the, the idea of Rainbow Dash, who in this setting is the, like, more or less, like, the symbol of the, the anarchist revolution in this setting, uh, capitulating to the, like, leadership of the, uh, like, Enclave Generals is, like, a super fucking bad look. Like, her going up to, to General Stormchaser is, like, Goldenblood's been kidnapped. Big Daddy's exploded. You're the they're next in the chain of command. Uh, you're the only one with leadership skills, so everything's being thrown onto you. And it's just like, this is such a fucking bad look. 
And Sombra does not get this because Rainbow Dash is. We just cannot crazy. march without a Fiora. And, and it's just because RBD is just a, a jarhead in this because every military character is a, is unquestioning jarhead, and I fucking. Anyways, she goes and dies fighting an evil sentient tornado, which is so lame that it doesn't even matter. She just does like a goofy Rainbow Dash trick, and it explodes into rainbow light, and we're told that it kills her uh, in doing so. Um, but yeah, and then this this first half of the chapter, chapter part one, is is where uh, the chapter ends with Blackjack uh, coming out of the dreamscape and learning that like Scotch Tape is like blaming her for Twenty One's death and that she didn't she's she doesn't care because she's being flippant and distant because like I don't know it's one of those things where it's like it's this is a misunderstanding that I can almost kind of understand it's it's I don't think it's by any of the, any grace of the writing of the author but the idea that like Scotch is a baby like she she is like fourteen years old or whatever equivalent in the story. She she's fourteen horse years, and like BJ is an adult. Like Sombra doesn't believe, like doesn't think that way. But BJ is an adult, and Blackjack has just been experienced so much trauma that she's kind of like skipped all the way past like all the other stages of grief, and it just hits straight into like acceptance tier, where she just like is is gotten a lot better at being able to move past it. While Scotch is kind of this is still pretty raw for her, so she's a lot she's specifically furious at Blackjack for it, and that's. That's something that makes sense to me, I and mean, it, it's a it, it's a it's a it's a conflict between two characters in this setting that I can actually buy. And I don't think, like I said, I don't think it's anything to do with Sombra's actual quality of writing. I think it's just that, like, this is such a like bog standard kind of storytelling device that I think no one could fuck this up. Also, the the idea that I, I'm I'm just thinking about what we've been told in the story so far. The idea that Blackjack is still a teen is fucking mind blowing. Yes, as far because... as as far as Sombra cons- is concerned, he can he considers her to be the same age as uh, Twilight. He considers Twilight to be like sixteen. So Blackjack is supposed to be around sixteen in the story. I don't believe that because none nothing. Blackjack and Twenty One were roughly the same age, and Blackjack yes. raped. Uh, twenty-one around around the time they were barely age of majority. So yes, that would so mean that uh, that happened and, like and, and, three and years ago. Was like like she was twenty-one's <laughs> first client. So yes. that would mean that like Blackjack would have to be at least double Scotch Tape's age. You'd think instead of three years old. Um, or sorry, she'd be like. Three years older than her, by the logic of the story. Bad. <laughs> yeah. Story's bad. So, um... On to part two. Hey, Fly. Uh, topple uh, topple the, the gods and uh, murder the thrones. <laughs> and, uh, what happened last week? Well, basically nothing. Uh... <laughs> Nothing happened. Yeah, this will be when we when we get into our content warning uh, sort of section. So I would highly recommend if you're not comfortable with everything that I'm about to talk about, uh, I would I would leave now. So uh, let me just get back to my top of my notes because I want to make sure that this is happening literally right next. Okay. So so first of all, uh, this chapter, the second half chapter, starts with Blackjack having retreated again into the into the memories of another, into the experiences of another person. We just see what's happened in Elysium, which is, oh man, it's insulting to me, personally. Uh, society has decided to close shop, basically. 
Grace, uh, Princess Grace's uh, older brother, decided has decided to leave, and he's going to Ten Pine Tower, uh, leaving uh, Grace. She's going to just defend with the rest of the people that are willing to stay, which is mostly the aristocrats and the serfs who are staying for some reason. Um, are going to are going to rally the castle and 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 uh, and, uh, and fight the good fight. And I hate this scene so much because like she gives like a shitty impassioned speech about like you know what they need to do and all that stuff and like all of the like serfs you know the slaves like rally behind their slave masters to defend the uh defend the plantations even though they would have like no reason to do so outside of the contrivance of this story and a friend pointed out that they're not even given weapons in this scene they're just charging the brood with like um, farm equipment, which is kind of on the nose that they're all using like hammers and sickles. Um, the very labor themselves are, are fighting with with um, symbols of the people's revolution. Uh, it's really like I don't I don't know but what turning this it on is. and out, but it's the it's the Strasserian dream. The labor power is being turned against. A, a nebulous uh, and and irreconcilable outside uh, threat. Yeah, foreign aggressor. Uh, rather yeah. than being turned uh, on uh, the monarchs. Its, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's it's a scene that I had to kind of go back and reread before we did this episode because it was like, no, it wasn't that bad, right? And they're like, no, it's that bad. Um. So holy shit, very cash money. Uh. Oh boy, I'm really stalling for time on this one, aren't I? So Blackjack comes back out of the dream, uh, and she's like, uh, "Talk to Scotch and get this this uh, this dealt with." Uh, she she rounds the corner because it's important to remember that they're in the bigger spaceship this time, so it has like multiple rooms in it um, because it was like an entire deluxe combo condo being fly shot into space, basically. Um, and she like catches uh, sight of. Of uh, oh man, there's not a good way to say this. The catches bast the bastard and Scotch on the couch mid coitus. Is the way I'm going to choose to say this. Uh, and like the bastard like catches catches sight of her first, and it's basically like uh, he he like panics and freaks out, and he's like, "You said uh, you said uh, I was supposed to do whatever she wanted, uh, which is already a red flag in of itself." But, like, also on top of that is the fact that Blackjack is, like, pretty nonchalant about this. Uh, Look at this big, serious adult uh, with his hard... <laughs> uh, Underst, like... Well, I'm... Hard I'm, I'm, unyielding true view of the world. Um, it, it's called a femophilia, actually. Uh, but, no, I'm not finished. Uh, I gotta... I, I had to bring up some choice quotes from this one. Uh, Blackjack tries to apologize, which is already in itself because like Blackjack is so dead to this concept that she's trying to apologize to Scotch like while they're doing this, which is already its own fucked up thing. Um, and uh, Scotch is like, "Can you wait until this is like until I'm done with this? I'm trying to focus." And uh, the bastard goes, "Wait, you don't mind me running your underage whatever?" And then Scotch like gets mad at him for treating her like a kid. Uh, and in uh, this line, which made me want to die, uh, because this is not something two people in a consensual situation uh, uh, phrase this as, 
I was supposed to find the queue months ago. I've got my implant. I want this. I need this. It's happening. Which is... Oh, man. That is some fucking choice, like, abuser abuser language. Uh, which, this is, like, fractally bad this is happening. Because, like, the story says, like, warning, this is a consensual uh, sex scene between an, uh, a minor and adult. But, like, it mm-hmm. isn't, though, for many reasons. First of all, Ba- like the bastard is more or less being held at gunpoint. They're in a they're in a small rocket ship with a very pissed off uh, pair of uh, a gun toning uh, characters. He is not in a position where he can uh, say no to them. Uh, secondly, miners can't consent. Thirdly, miners can't consent. Fourthly, miners can't fucking consent. You fucking moron! You can't like it. You like I I'm mad about this all over again. That like you can't like. The story just says this thing that isn't true. Like you can't like, like this is yeah, so. It, it opens with a um, disavowal. Oh, I mean disclaimer. It very clearly says disclaimer on it. It's not a a out of hand disavowal. Um, uh, he somber. No, look, Fi, you're not allowed to be mad. Somber very clearly said before the story started that he doesn't condone any of this. He's just life. presenting yeah. it. He's he's just presenting it. Never mind that it is a thousand percent framed as precisely the the, the kind of writing that happens when uh, most other authors, when they write something like this in this way, they're presenting a fantasy. Like, look, oh man, look, uh, she's underage, but I literally couldn't say no. Uh, what do you want from me, man? Uh, so, so that does bring up the question, like, uh, all right, let's, um, strip the fucking Thermian out of it, and, and let's ask, uh, ask, ask Somber, uh, why then? What, what, why did you feel the need to include this, my man? Uh, you are the, uh, ultimate arbiter of this. You, you decide what, what does and does not appear in the story. Well, I, Why at the climax? Why, why on the verge of finishing your story? Do you have to set aside time? If if we're to believe Somber, let's let's steel man him. Let's let's trust that he means it. That he doesn't. That he total disavow. Completely true. He does not approve of this. Uh, does not get him hard. Um, he's just presenting this sort of like as is. Like here, here's here's a demonstration of char- uh, traits of these characters that I wouldn't replicate. I I as somber as I speaking as somber. I I somber would not replicate these behaviors at all. I don't approve them in any way. Then why? Why are you taking the time to what? What are we supposed to take from this? Are 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 we then if if you do not approve somber, then do are are we to not approve as well? Are we to uh, take away from this that that our our heroines are contemptuous? That like well, the reading the the writing is very like deliberate, and that it's I don't approve this in real life because this is just the like fiction isn't real; it's just pictures, dude. Uh, argument uh, again. It's just it this this doesn't fiction has no impact on its readers not at all not even a little bit um uh so this is all make believe and like on top of it like on top of it like somber has also said like they don't have total control over what their characters do because they're a fucking delusional weirdo who has no understanding of how writing works 
So, like, it, it wouldn't matter, like, what we say about it. Like, it doesn't matter, like, what our individual thoughts about how this works, because, like, in an yeah, Arthurian uh, sense, all, because he doesn't all believe words this matter. matter. <laughs> all, all words matter, Fi. Yeah. Every every word, every 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 string of of of, of uh, utterances is equal to all others. It's it look. It's really we're the perverts here. We're the monsters for for uh, 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 taking this like nonsense string of characters and like interpreting them uh, with um, assuming some kind of intent or attempt to communicate something. Gibbledy gobbledy you see, that's that string of sounds was just as equal as the string of sounds that came before and after it, Fi. Um, yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I just, God. This is the pedo rocket scene, by the way, that we've been kind of, like, I've been horribly joking about uh, uh, last uh, last couple of chapters. And I, and I do that kind of stuff at it, not out of, like, a way of, like, trying to make something, like, make light of the kind of circumstances of it, but in, the way, in my own way of not really being able to, like, deal with something outside of by making fun of it because like it, it removes some of its power from it from me for me but rest assured this is one of the most grotesque things that have ever happened in the story and a lot of grotesque stuff has happened in this story it's because it's not just that it happened it's because everything in the story is going out of its way to steal man it's it, it's actions blackjack is totally on board for it um scotch wants to do this uh for her own reasons the bastard's kind of in of it, in, into it, even if he's not like, uh, even if he he's doing this under coercion, uh, because Sombra doesn't understand the concept of consent in the fucking slightest. Um, so just everything about this is fractally bad. Like again, Scotch cannot consent to the situation. She is an underage character. Uh, the bastard can't consent to this because he's being held at gunpoint. Blackjack should be the immoral responsibility to stop the situation, but she won't because she doesn't see anything wrong with it because the author doesn't think there's anything wrong with fucking rape happening in the story on a regular basis. Oh, Christ. Anyways, I'm going to try and finish the rest of this chapter so we can get out of here and I can edit this without it getting too hot. So, uh, the last few things that happen in this is Blackjack goes back into the dreamscapes just because fucking whatever, it's her only way of dealing with circumstances. Um, we flip back to, to Psycho Shy and her, her, her adopted family of bat ponies. They fight for a while. Uh, Why until is Stigius she still is... alive? Because they're... She never died. Like, they're just in... I thought she did. I hope she did. Been... No, she, she never dies. In fact. Uh, so, instead, Stigius gets uh, shot up after a ridiculous, ridiculous scene in which um, the... The bat ponies are fighting. Uh, uh, um, there's admittedly a kind of cool, cool scene where like, hate, like Hades, the king of them, is using dark magic, but he's completely blind, so he can't like steer his magic. So his wife's right next to him and like guiding him, which is a really cute scene. But Stygius proposes to to, to Psycho Shy. She's so happy. She sings a song about it, and the song is entirely like textually in the in the, in the story. It's all written out. Um, it's an incredibly crappy story, but it's it's strong, but it's really important for everything because I forgot up until this second that Psycho Shy turns out to have secret magic singing powers that we've never learned about before. Um, because she sings a song so in, like inspirational that when it's played over the radio, it inspires everyone with hope so that they can keep on fighting. Because uh, apparently Psycho Shy is just a bard now, and this is just bardic performance, but. Uh, Stygius dies. Uh, she 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 like tr you know tragically like you know Not grieves over count her. Count horse orlock. 
Right. Admittedly, he's one of the characters we liked, so. Yeah. Uh, not a hot boy, bat boyfriend. I um, haven't been broken up since that pair of glasses got broke. <laughs> I forgot about the glasses. Um, Most emotionally traumatic moment of the whole story. <laughs> Before this one. The loss of... Of the of cool the shades. Um, but uh, he dies uh, tragically, and uh, this causes like Psychoshai to swear a death vengeance on, on the Legate, because he's the one that killed her. Killed him. Sure thing, bro. She sings more songs. It's more inspiration stuff. It doesn't matter, except for it's really important in the epilogue. Uh, we come back out of the dreamscape, and Blackjack and Scott reconcile. Uh, it sucks. There is like a kind of lampshade moment that I think is kind of funny, though, where Scotch is like, it's not fair. You've died like what three times, and 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 twenty one dies for real, and he's completely dead. Like he, everyone should get at least one do over. And I thought it was kind of a funny, like one of the very few times, like lampshading how stupid the story is, kind of worked for me. Um, uh, Jesus Christ! All right, we get to like the the actual like uh, capstone of this fucking stupid chapter um, that I hate, and I hate everything about Somber. Uh, Blackjack watches through Goldenblood's kidnapped body, uh, and they're in the core, and the Legate is gloating about how he's super smart and everyone should love him, because he's so smart and he figured everything out and everything was according to his evil master plan, which is insane. Um, uh, Goldenblood kind of mocks how dumb the whole set story is by saying, like, you know, both of us have been, uh, planning and manipulating everything for so long, like, and, and, you know, what has it gotten us? And the like, it's like, I'm super cool and awesome and everything's been going great for me, so I don't care. Um, there's a ridiculous scene that there's absolutely fucking no way he could have planned for, but the story, the, the plot would would not, he would not succeed if it wasn't for this. So, in the original story, there is a uh, there is a super weapon that they, they, they get access to at the very, very tail end of the story, called the Celestial One. It's basically like a sunbeam that you focus super hard into a specific location it blows it up. It can only be used on very specific con- uh, conditions. Uh, it needs sunlight to work, and this is a setting that's covered entirely in uh, clouds uh, as part of a plot point. So they couldn't use it for a really long time, but apparently that was all according to... Uh, and it, it, was, it was It's constructed and used by a very specific group of people that the Legate could not possibly have known were going to use it against him. There is, there is no way. There is no way he could have possibly known this. But... It was all according to his plan, because when they shoot him with the death laser, he uses some sort of ridiculous refract, like refracting battery to absorb all the energy so that it can power the, sh- the, the shield array, um, which again is not something he could possibly have planned for, but apparently he's, he's planned for this the entire time, uh, meaning that like none of this mattered, <laughs> because like... The only Aha, thing he take really this space ghost, I have summoned invisible cavemen to destroy you. Oh, little did you know that I reverted the time stream to send the cavemen to 17th century France, where they'll be mocked for their crude manner <laughs> and poor form of dress. Yeah, it's it's just just a ridiculous scene. Um, but uh, it, it's it's it, so like the core transforms into the final super dungeon. Basically, it like all of the structure like. Like, listeners, this entire story would have been redeemed if in, uh, in a single sentence, uh, because it's, it feels like it was leading up to this, that, like, the whole structure, like, of, of the core starts, like, 
groaning and moving and combining and all the like skyscrapers are connecting together and becoming some sort of superstructure. And I was so, so hoping it was turning into a giant robot. <laughs> like, like if it just turned into a giant robot, fanfic saved. <laughs> if, if Blackjack had to fight a giant city-sized robot as the final antagonist, like how cool would that have been? Um, but instead, and it's humanoid for no reason. <laughs> as of well. That would be the bet. Like <laughs> the giant, <laughs> it's a giant, like it's a giant just fucking unicron. You know what? It's it's that's just. Yeah, well, I mean, the Eater of Souls is basically Unicron anyway, so you might as well. But it said it's just some sort of weird platform superstructure that's meant to, like, catch the rock and, like, also hoist up the Eater of Souls up onto the surface. Because apparently the entire core of the, the city was built for this to do this. And I'm like, sure, whatever. Uh, the zebras show up, which admittedly is a highlight of this chapter and, like, kind of a highlight of the story for me. Because, like... Zebras in the setting are stupid and they all know martial arts, so at least the fight of this is really wacky and over the top. Um, where it's like the legget fighting a bunch of zebra ninjas is admittedly kind of like, fuck it, I'm whatever, I'm here, I'm down for it. It's it's like all of the like rec like the, the, the zebra remnant that we've come to make friends with, so it's like Sakashi, Lancer, uh Pythia, who's the Star Katarai, uh Eldritch uh two hundred year old lowly that they made friends with. Um, I'll show up to fight. You know, uh, the good ones. They're very eloquent. Yes. They, they <laughs> speak, they speak Equin very good. They're very, very, uh, normalized. Uh, but yeah, they fight for a while. It's cool. They also have, like, a mysterious extra zebra that we haven't met yet. Sakashi gets her fucking head snapped off, and it sucks. Sakashi was one of the only characters in this entire story that I just liked all the way through. But she does do some cool staff fighting stuff, which, <laughs> they just, just, Whatever. It's not worth getting into how goofy that is. But they all fight him, and then the legate, like they like we can't we can't beat the legate. He's too he's too strong. And like, uh, then like the their extra zebra like throws their cloak off and and, and shakes out their 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 long hair. And like, th this is Zenith who I uh, I uh, would <laughs> she's a character from the original story that we haven't met yet because uh, the story salivates over calamity and 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 uh. Uh, Velvet Remedy so much that I was honestly shocked that uh, Sombra even remembered this character existed because she doesn't have like a huge amount of play. She's in the original story. She's like a martial arts shaman zebra who is a fucking badass and can punch through a tank because she's the strongest. Uh, she's she's really awesome, um, but she just doesn't get to do much, sadly. But anyway, she just beats the absolute shit out of the legate, which I love. Um, because she's wearing power hooves, which are the dumb pneumatic hooves that give you a bunch of extra punching right. force. Yes? No, no. Alright. <laughs> and, like, you have to be in the right state of mind for this kind of stupid shit, but Zenith doing a Dempsey roll <laughs> and punching the shit out of, out of, um, out of, out of the leg, it's so hard, it punches his heart out. <laughs> Is admittedly really, really cool. Because uh, she's right. fighting him. He, she she can't quite uh, get against him. But like also, uh, Psycho Shy shows up. And she just kind of like... She reminds the story that she's supposed to be like a really significant fighter. And she's also tearing him apart. So like, the combination of the both of like... Both of what, in theory, up to this point, are two of the most experienced fighters in the entire setting. 
uh, two of the most uh, experienced and talented fighters in the entire setting, tearing this dude apart is like in in micro, like in a micro scale, in a microcosm of the setting, really, really, really cool <laughs> in my own brain. Um, because at least like because there's a lot of things being piled onto it. It's 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 uh, zebras, which I innately like. It's Zenith, who I innately like. Um, it's characters that aren't Blackjack getting to fight a main character, which I really, really like. It's Oh, yeah, that is, yeah, come to think of it, that's that's pretty, that is really atypical of the story. Yeah, um, so. the, f- the, the, the fact that it's, uh, they respect that le- the Legate can't be beaten alone, so that it has to be the power of, like, multiple fighters coming together uh, in synchronicity to defeat him, which I think is really cool. Like, I, I like the idea of, well, we can't beat him on our own, well, we'll just pile on them and beat the shit out of them that way uh is i think really really cool and they uh it's it's not perfect because once they cut his heart out uh there's a lot of like dumb bullshit that happens boo shows up uh riding on the back of an alicorn and she's like oh i i have the magic katana i just found it uh because it's i just found it (laughs) it's it's it's, here now it's and it's the only thing that can cut through his heart uh, to shut off the like reactor, like to shut off the um, the radio receiver that controls all of the, the brood, and also to stop his Black- regeneration. Blackjack opened the menu from the moon rocket and equipped it on it, like pulled it from the general equipment uh, section onto her. That's how. Yeah, obviously. Well, I mean, Blackjack lost the katana a while back, so like, uh, so yeah, BJ uh, Gang Genie, Gang Genie, bro. <laughs> uh anyways uh they cut out his heart and it doesn't kill him kill him it just uh turns off all of his like regeneration like and, and this is the moment he should have turned it into powder but like because we don't have any other boss fights blackjack's the least like a named npc to defeat uh so this scene's a little robbed for me uh it, it, it explains that like he it, it's his regeneration doesn't like I guess didn't work the way uh, uh, Rampages works, but this is kind of a retcon in my mind. It it didn't uh, it didn't uh, regenerate him. It just locked him to a quantum state, essentially, that it would always revert him back to. Um, so now that it's over, he just all of the like all of the injury and and regeneration and and, and uh, exposure to dark god magic is all catching up with him all at once, which like. Should have just turned him into dust, in my mind. Yeah, but should have should have been drank from the wrong grail. Should have been uh, Nazis look open, look into the the Ark of the Covenant. Like he's 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 taken a lot of injuries over his like many century career. This this should like, <laughs> but instead it just like hyper mutates him into a horrible monster flesh thing that pulls golden blood down into the deep of the city, and like we see like a big scary eye and a big evil mouth. And the final moments of, of this is uh, Goldenblood thinking to himself uh, about somehow indicating that Glory is still alive. Um, and that and the, the chapter ends with Blackjack being like, Glory is still alive! Holy shit, I can... Um, uh, 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 I have something to live for again, finally. Uh, and that's how we end our chapter, is with... Uh, with that dumb revelation that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but yeah. She had a parachute. Yeah, she had a parachute. Got got. In, in case you've forgotten, uh, listener, uh, she was nuked 
She was hit point blank with a nuclear explosion. But it's alright because she had a parachute. Uh, this, this story sucks and I can't wait for tomorrow so that we can be done with... so we can defeat it. So that, yeah, like, well, we still have the so... epilogue to cover too. The epilogue's pretty hefty. Like, it's some dumb bullshit. Oh boy! But, uh, uh, I don't. Dear we, God. Yeah, we don't. We don't have much, much more time because I want to get this out uh, tonight. So, uh, unless you have anything to what recommend, can you do, be doing instead. Yeah. Um. Fuck. I don't know. Um. Uh, welcome to to uh uh Griftfy, uh the podcast within the podcast where we talk about <laughs> we talk about how cool Grift lands is. Um. <laughs> Uh, fuck, uh, beyond, uh, y- you can contact us on Twitter, um, to, uh, recommend things for us to recommend, I guess. Um, uh, you, Thou Art Fine is an extremely not safe for work, uh, account. Um, uh, which is Fi's mine is, uh, at Weirdington E on Twitter, which I'm considering just biting the bullet and making not safe for work, because I, like... I don't know, the name Weirdington is associated with some, some, some stuff on, on other platforms. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird balance, and I don't understand it. Uh, um, the social media stuff. You can just email us directly uh, uh, by, by, by uh, shooting us a, a, an email uh, to weirdingtonesq at gmail.com. Didn't we have uh, uh, mail last week, by the way? Uh, yeah, but I haven't, I, I, I gotta confess to you, I haven't read it. Like, it's, 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 the, the confusion of it, like, has, has, has been such that, like, I've slacked off on it, and now it's, 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 you know what, I mean, make, make sure that, that we, we cover that email. Like, yeah, remind me ahead of time, so we can cover that email in, uh, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the penultimate episode <laughs> next time. Uh, next time, dear, uh, dear, dear, dear listener, we'll, 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 we'll finally cover your email on the, on the cast. I mean, it doesn't help that he wrote an essay. Um, we're so close. Yep. We're almost there. It's, uh, it's all downhill from here. Power of sunk cost compels me. It's, we're all, Fuck. it's all downhill from here, I can say that at least. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't need to hear that. Fi, Fi, do you think this might have been some kind of terrible mistake? Yeah, but Black Lives Matter. They do, they do indeed. Uh, and and all lives cannot matter until uh, Black Lives do, and Black Lives can't matter until trans Black Lives do. Uh, an injury to one is an injury to all. If it takes them to tear the fascist down.